Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. Welcome back to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh, my? What was that? Question? Was just, mm-hmm. And I've started to fall into your Dax Shepard like, pit I of thinking. I literally was about to call you out on that just nope. now. I was I like, that was a very familiar, actually. I think I've been around you too much. It's um, so good. Mm. I have to stop that. It's fine. It's fine. It's catching. One day in the future, when he asks us to be on his show, I know he'll let me do it. Obviously. I know he'll let me intro it. Obviously. And I will, I, listen, literally be warned I might die on the spot right there, because that'll be my life peaking. Well, fortunately, I'll still be able to talk to you. <laughs> You're like, we can call an ambulance, but I just want you to know I can still move forward in this. Right. Because <laughs> she is still here, and she really doesn't want that to ruin this, because she's waited a really yeah. long time for I'll it. I'll podcast for both of us. Um... <laughs> medium things i i just like obviously that would be really sad but i do like think about how fun that would be for you for me yes great yeah Mm -hmm. so obviously you're back with april and cj the one who's going to die on the spot in front of dak shepherd that that is me yeah Mm -hmm. okay that's Mm -hmm. fair yeah it's fine it's just i think for me it'd be like no i don't think i would die in front of jason momo i would just climb him (laughs) <laughs> Am I attracted I would turn into to a Dak tree. Shepherd? Is that what this is? Oh, you would absolutely be attracted to Dak Shepard. Listen, first of all, there's a power couple situation happening there. Because I also am really all about Kristen Bell. Yeah. So it's like... Oh, oh no. Dak Shepard is 100% your vibe. I... Okay. Yeah. Why? Because he's funny? No, he just has that, like, soft boy, nerdy, but, like, slightly edgy, but, like still wants to be coddled and like reassured and reaffirmed like he's and very is bad about boy. any of those things nothing nothing he's definitely yeah. a soft boy okay well if um if Dak Shepard and Chris Bell are ever interested in non-monogamous type situations <laughs> Give I would call. love to be a coach and or participant or just you know or hey just getting to know each other you know hey no no expectations and awareness <laughs> please bring on your podcast so this week I guess we should actually talk about what we're going to talk about oh are we going to have and not just content? Dak Shepard <laughs> I'm plugging his. Um, <laughs> so this week we are going to talk about non-monogamous and monogamous people dating together. Which is truly a Romeo and Juliet style situation, I will say this. It's very, like, forbidden. And it's very... No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it definitely has some people who are very for it, very against it. And then some people kind of like, for me, I'm kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely an interesting topic in both the monogamous and non-monogamous world. Because both definitely have some opinions. I would love to hear, like, a monogamous person's opinion on... I mean, actually, I think as people who have grown up in monogamous culture probably can... We already know. Yes, what they would say. Yeah. <laughs> They're not serious about you. They're going to break your heart. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of, you know, unfortunately, a lot of monogamous people do approach it with monogamous viewpoints of, mm-hmm. like, it's more temporary mm-hmm. and not as serious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. which, understandable, coming from their monogamous culture as to why they see it that way. But Yeah, it's like if you force yourself into that box, then I guess I can see how this makes sense yeah. in this experience. Yeah. So, and I guess we kind of jumped in, but we will kind of today discuss pros, cons, some ideas of how to approach yeah. dating. Um, maybe do it successfully. Cross monogamous 
wow. messily do it. Watch her. Are you I listening? Don't, <laughs> I don't know how to say. What you gonna do? What was it? Monog- monogamy culture. Were you trying cross- to do cross culture? Mon- yeah, cross culture dating. Cross dating. D- oh Mid- wow! Now you got see. me into it. Mm-hmm. it is You're hard. welcome. Okay, cross dynamic. Yeah, make fun of me again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Interdynamic dating. That sucks. Yep. It sounds a little sci-fi. So we're going to talk about all that, those things, and the words. Um, And this is just going to be kind of free flow because there's not tons of research on this. This is more of an experience-based. A thought piece, if you will. A thought piece, what we've seen, what we've experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, I have dated monogamous people Mm -hmm. as a non-monogamous, so I definitely have some interesting experiences with this that i've learned from truth so let's jump Straight on facts. in Alrighty. um i think that this topic is near and dear to my heart just because i've always like toiled with like uh like I, I think i just even mentioned this just a few minutes ago where i was like yeah every time i feel like something's going wrong with a monogamous person i'm like it's because you're monogamous and it's because you're not polyamorous so i wanted to dive into what's actually going on in there things to like review and things to be aware of and i wanted to start why with like what makes us as polyamorous people as non-monogamous people still even try to date monogamous people i'm gonna say number one it's because the pool the dating pool is small yeah i mean i I would definitely agree like the especially in our area there are other non-monogamous but the availability of that is pretty limited even yeah i mean for me and i date not within our area um it's still pretty limited i know so i will say i feel like locally there's like 20 of like 20 of us total nominogs <laughs> that's it that's it i mean i'm definitely finding more i've definitely been approached by more as we've done more podcasting and i've been more open about who i am and oh, in the community true. so yeah. i found more but it's still very limited mm-hmm. compared to you know more i guess traditional dating yeah i mean i will say like if you're trying to i feel like when you're on like the dating apps for example you know dating app don't care if you're non-monogamous or, or whatever it's still giving you like the same like options and choices right yeah so i'm looking at it as probably how a monogamous person is looking through it and it's already like just like seeing who you could like similarly be attracted to or have shared interests with it's already so hard to find that type of match add into that you're waiting for someone to have listed on their bio that they're non-monogamous it just like kills the chances yeah, yeah. so yeah, I think availability and, I, you know, there's just also a lot of people who say they're monogamous but probably aren't truly, truly monogamous, which mm-hmm. we've discussed before. So it, it's also kind of like the – it's like the gender spectrum or spect- like sexuality spectrum. I think there's also a monogamy spectrum where – Yeah, I agree. Actually, um, I will say – and you know what? And this might be controversial yet brave, but I will say that a lot of us who are non-monogamous and a lot of us who are single are having the same exact experience when we're dating – which is like you know typically you know in monogamy culture as i'll say you're playing the field so you're entertaining multiple people probably going on dates with multiple people well not at the same time you know what i mean well maybe in tandem yeah well sorry when i said at the same time i meant like yeah we're going to the same restaurant oh no no no. (laughs) i have two dates at 8 p.m no no group (laughs) you just keep having to be like sorry i gotta use the bathroom dating multiple people at once is definitely possible yeah exactly and not like villainous you know like when no. when you're doing it in that context it's like oh i'm just looking for the right one oh i'm seeing who's compatible you know and all this you know uh we're as non-monogamous people we're doing that as well but like in this you know our intentions and our goals are different yeah where it's like yeah i'm not gonna eventually write anybody off i think that's yeah. the main difference when like monogamous people are dating yeah 
So, you know, something that you wrote down is why it feels harmless. Yeah, I was, um, and this is what I feel like are my notes on this are very, like, I immediately was like, in my experience, it's just things and it feels like it's a lot of negative, which is why I'm trying to like come out the gate with like some positive aspects as well. But yes, one thing I was writing is like something that feels harmless about dating a monogamous person is that it just feels really good to hit it off with someone in general. Sorry, I said that really fast. Um, it's really like. We already covered how the dating pool is really slim anyway, few mm. and far in between. So writing people off is like so disastrous to actually making connections. And then, um, you know, the butterflies are getting your tummy and that attraction. They don't care if you guys have different dating dynamics. You're still going to experience attraction to someone, attraction to someone who's monogamous. And uh, sometimes it just feels good to be hitting it off with a person. And I've definitely been in that situation. I got to tell you, anytime I've connected with a monogamous person, it's been like, yeah, it feels like we're attracted to each other and like we both want to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, I think that definitely happens and that's happened to me with a few monogamous people. I was like, oh my God, you're hot and we click into things and you aren't terrible. And that feels like a win. Yeah. And I tell you, even now, still a win. If I like got a match on one of these apps and they were like active in the conversation, uh, 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 that that's me. Yeah, I'm still currently talking to monogamous people on the apps. So, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not going to be a hypocrite and say, oh, go, I'm not doing. No, I'm still doing that. So I don't. I, yeah, I don't think that either of us are purists. And I definitely I don't think I've met anybody who's like, I only date non-monogamous people. Like I definitely have been in person. moments where I'm like, I'm not doing any more monogamous people. That's so true. But I think that's because we all find ourselves at a position where we think like, yeah, this is the one rule that's going to save me from bad dating experiences. When in reality, it's just like some people are shitty. Yeah. I think one thing that we don't realize is that you can actually have a lot of attraction and a, a good time with a person that you would ultimately long-term hate. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of, I, I don't know. So like in that way, I'm kind of like, you know, I mean, you come together for this thing you have in common. Fuck it. So then... one real quickly. So your second point that you put on here, I wanted you to kind of talk through because I'm um, not sure if I fully understood it as well. So I, uh, what I had written is that like, what I think, why it feels harmless to kind of like go in blindly dating a monogamous person. Um, I have the experience of, as a non-monogamous person, kind of putting a lot more thought and intention into dating. So I almost feel like I know more about the situation than the monogamous person does. And it almost makes me feel safe in that situation. Where I'm like, oh, I know this is probably not going to be long term. I know we're probably just going to do it this way. And so that's why I feel like I know everything that's going to happen and I can do this. Interesting. So it's almost like you and the monogamous person are coming at it from the same angle. Um, With I guess. thinking that it's not going to be long term. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because I've always gone into it thinking that it could be long term. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always open to that possibility. Mm-hmm. Um. But with the understanding that likely they will not want it to be long term. Like mm-hmm. my my experience is that with my longer term relationships with monogers, it lasts about a year or so. And then we start dealing with the relationship escalator issues mm-hmm. that we can't work out of. Mm-hmm. And then that's usually what ends it. Okay. I think so. I think, I think on one hand, what I was describing was this idea of like uh, both of us assuming what the other person wants out of it as oh, opposed to gotcha. like asking. instead of talking about it yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly gotcha, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. okay um i 
Yeah, so where it's like the same, and it's funny because I think I, I only thought about that just now where it's like, yeah, I'm just assuming a monogamous person is not going to want to like do anything long term with me, a non-monogamous person, because we can't follow the relationship escalator. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then now I'm thinking about it, it's like, yeah, well, probably like a monogamous person is also like, oh, okay, well, thank God we don't have to ever get serious because you're probably just doing this to like fool around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And maybe we should talk about, you know, because the relationship escalator comes up in a lot of our different points. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should kind of explain what that means to us. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you want to rock, paper, scissors for it? Oh, my God. Two, three, go. Yes, I won. Nice. Go for it. (laughs) Um, And jump in. Like, so when we talk about relationship escalators um, for myself... Mm-hmm. This is something that I refer to dating, honestly, anyone, monogamous, non-monogamous, whatever, because it's a good way for me to explain what I am willing to um, embrace or willing to tackle in a relationship. So mm-hmm. for, and I'll explain it under kind of monogamy terms. Mm-hmm. So under monogamy, most of the relationship escalators have to do with next steps. So mm-hmm. traditional monogamous, they're dating for a goal. Yeah. Usually they're going to date they're going to casually date. Then mm-hmm. they're going to get serious. They're going to committed. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to maybe move in together. Yeah. Then they're going to start talking about getting married. Yeah. Then they're going to talk about, you know, having kids. How many kids? Yeah. Where we'll do we want to live? First. Do we want to have a pet? Do we want to buy wanna... a house? So then there's the next. So that's the relationship escalator where mm-hmm. the next thing leads to. And actually, I forgot a big one, which is the I love you, which then leads right. to the next big jumps. Would you say like that part falls into like. Um, on the relationship escalator it's like between casual after casual dating and right before like getting serious or getting serious and then you can drop I love you or uh, well see this is why you need to talk about it yeah because that could the answer could be different for everybody right because for that's... me my answer was like oh yeah the time when you'd become more serious is when you start saying I love you yep and having the conversation around relationship escalators and everything for me definitely comes before I will say I love you mm-hmm. um, because that's a big heavy hitting like escalator for most people mm-hmm. and that's where the escalation really begins in my opinion Mm -hmm. is that i love you yeah so relationship escalator is pretty much that it's an escalator that you get on you start at the bottom and under monogamy your goal is to get to the top of the escalator which is whatever marriage kids picket fence dog retirement rv Mm -hmm. boat vacationing and the Mm -hmm. out whatever in the fuck yes so that's what we're talking about when it comes to relationship escalators for us Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely why does that matter um, I connect it first to this idea of like assuming the other person's position without like discussing it as in like you guys really should be on the same page about what kind of things you're looking to move into. And I know that can be tricky because you're going to, you know, especially like a lot of the appeal of like dating monogamous people is very like first there's more of them. So you have a greater chance of like having an attraction, having a good time hitting it off. And sometimes you don't want to ruin those good vibes by bringing up the, you know, mm-hmm. what do you want to. And, and it can even be hard to even talk about it as like, hi, would you like to talk about concepts of like relationships? escalation and what that could mean for this very fun fling yeah so it can be hard and also like i don't know i guess i actually so like what would what would your advice be in like navigating having a, a belief system that's very close to like the relationship escalator as like a non-monogamous person as a monogamous person like how does that play into uh why that would be harmful um i'm not sure if i'm following should we be pro relationship escalator 
Oh, okay. So you're asking if I should, if if I support relationship escalators? Yeah, or, or what would we want, like, our listeners to keep in mind about so, relationship escalators? you know, if, as a non-monogamous person, um, it also depends on where they're at and where each person's at as to where they want to escalate to. And I think it's more about, it's not so much about being anti-escalator, it's about knowing what you're open to within that escalator. So, mm-hmm. for me, I have a nesting partner. Mm-hmm. Um... So that means generally for me, I'm not going to be looking for another nesting partner. So anyone mm-hmm. else that I date, I don't have a goal of moving in with them and buying a house and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just try to be very open on where am I at and what am I open to on relationship escalators? Mm-hmm. Am I open to saying I love you? Yes. Am mm-hmm. I open to be committed to someone? Yes, I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, am I open to, you know, so it's, it's those type of things of relaying, what am I open to? Mm-hmm. Am I open to long-term? Sure. If you're a non-monogamous person and you say you're open to commitment, what does that mean? So that means for me, um, I'm open to, with that person, um, having a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. um, being more invested for me. Mm-hmm. For me, that's more of like an investment, right. um, emotional investment, physical investment, getting to know them deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't put that energy into everyone. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So for me, that's what it means mm-hmm. um, because there's not that like I'm going to be engaged to you. Now, some some non-monogs do. There are right. people there's who have multiple, forming, yep. You know, multiple nesting partners. They have multiple nesting partners or multiple marriages, even though it's not recognized under the law. Right. But they'll still like have ceremonies. They still do ceremonies. Yep. Yeah. So for some people, it might be that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's also part of it is figuring out what are your escalators. Right. And what do those look like for you? Yeah. Uh, for one person, if they have a KTP, which is the kitchen table poly, mm-hmm. they might want three or four people in their house. Yeah. Dear God in heaven, no, for I me. I die, but it's fine. But for some people, that's their, that's what they're open to on the escalator scale. So yeah. just know what you're open to um, as a monogamous person. There's Likewise, a journal prompt. What are you open to? If any of you like are really putting in the work for this, I would really like recommend you sit with that and like mm-hmm. think like what does that look like for you? What do you want for your relationship and for yourself? What works? And it's not something that you should just do once. This is something that you should be checking in with yourself as you move through different parts of your life. Very like true. what I'm open to right now in this moment is very different than what I'm open to maybe in December. Yeah. When I'm not working 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, if I meet someone right now, I'm not going to be really wanting to commit as much time because I don't have it. Yeah. But if I meet someone in the slower times when maybe it's not during a panorama, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, yeah. my needs or my wants might change. So these aren't set in stone. Mm-hmm. These right. are something you need to check in with yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm also very open to everyone that I meet or talk to that I am very big on organic relationship forming. And what I mean by that is I don't go into every relationship with a goal mm-hmm. of like what it has to be mm-hmm. it doesn't have to fit a box so i'm big on meeting people seeing how we flow see if we get along mm-hmm. and not setting this like we have to see each other a certain number of times a week or a month or whatever mm-hmm. is there a difference between like goals that you have versus things that you would want to work towards in getting close with a person because like i wouldn't it's like for me i guess i do keep the goal of like i would like to eventually be able to feel like we're establishing closeness yeah, I think for me, goals are more about emotional or um, like a mind connection, an emotional connection over a like a 
I'm my goal is to live with you or my like I'm so for me to say like my goal is to eventually feel like we've established closeness is that a goal in how you're describing having goals and relationships because you you have no goals and relationships um I don't have a uh I don't Mm -hmm. um not in the beginning Mm -hmm. in the beginning I truly am just going to meet you see how we vibe and see how it goes I Mm -hmm. don't have necessarily a set plan for each person Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm And is there is there a place where you would get to where it feels like you want to continue that connection? Um, yeah, but I think I'm just more big on like letting that organically happen. So mm-hmm. I think for me, it's like when you're monogamously dating, mm-hmm. your goal, there's a goal there. Mm-hmm. There's a goal right, right, to right. like get together. An, an event goal. Right. Okay. So I'm more going into it without the need or expectations of events. For or material mm-hmm. okay yeah that makes sense because I, w- I would say like language wise like yeah i don't have like a material goal but i definitely do have an emotional goal and i'm not um, gonna invest energy into like if we're not like get feeling closer or feeling like we have anything in common yeah when it's more of like i'm just open to whatever goal that is mm-hmm. like if we don't connect on a deep level and we just want to hang out once a month cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if there's an opportunity where we can both connect on a deeper level and we want to cool mm-hmm. but i'm just not diving into each one going this is what it has to be Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. more of like let's see what happens and go from there right and there is a version where it's like let's see what happens and we don't get along then we don't keep seeing each other oh absolutely i would say like That's i guess 90 i guess language wise mm-hmm. where, where i'm having like the most of my questions is because i guess i could hear myself saying like yeah my goal is to see if we're compatible my goal is to see if we even want to keep seeing each other yeah that's basically it. I'm just yeah. big on like letting that organically flow mm-hmm. and not setting a like, I want to be committed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I think those are different from like having an expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. Truth. So talk about those. You know, I would definitely say talk about those with anyone that you are wanting to date, be it if you're monogamous and dating someone who's not monogamous. Honestly, even if you're monogamous dating another monogamous person. Mm-hmm. Understanding what life escalators and what relationship escalators you want to be a part of is huge. Absolutely. Do you want kids? Do you want to live together? Because you don't have to. Yeah. Everyone assumes it, but that's not a thing. Yeah. You don't have to. You can truly decide for yourself that it works better for you, that you don't live with the partner, but you guys still love each other. Yes. So, you know, no matter what dynamic you're in, um, knowing what you're open for on those escalators is So in practice, by the way, what that looks like. Just being like, hey, what kind of things are you hoping for re- mm-hmm. in this relationship? Yep. Sorry, what were you? Oh no, I'm just checking. See our time. Oh, okay. Um. Uh. For a second, I saw the like the time screen, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not recording. No. Um. So yeah, just in practice, so you have some ways of doing this. Like when you're dating, like one way that I check on this is like when I match with someone, I usually start the conversation by asking what kind of thing they're looking for on the apps. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I'm asking that because people don't fill out bios. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but like to start early enough to say like, hey, if we're not really looking for the same things, there's really no reason to explore if we have a connection. Because then it, it actually does get harder if you do have a connection and you are really attracted to, to each other and you really can't make it work. Here's the thing that might blow your minds. That type of connection actually exists like more commonly than you think. So yeah. like I think monogamy culture teaches us like once you find a person like that, it is really right or dying. You better make it work. Um, but that kind of thing is way more normal yeah. and common than you would expect. I've had that deep connection with a number of people and we weren't on the same page and it just didn't work out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's happened so many times. Honestly, like in when I was monogamous, seeing that happen with other monogamous couples, like years down the line after they've been like committed and moved in with each other. Yeah. Like we see it, like we call it like, oh, where you have to come to a compromise in a relationship. Like one person wants kids, one person doesn't, one person 
wants to be open another person mm-hmm. doesn't you know like that kind of stuff we're really not taught to like establish that early on and it will save you so much energy and heartache yeah. if you establish that i gotta tell you i truly it is such a different experience when you are on the same page about where you want to go and then you both just go yeah yeah. And continuing to have check-ins. So I, I definitely agree when you're first talking on an app or however you're meeting people, having those conversations, but also the continued check-ins mm-hmm. as you continue to date. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're casually dating, how are we feeling about it? Yeah. If you feel like you want to say I love you, that's a huge – I encourage everyone to have a conversation around I love you. Mm-hmm. Do not throw it around carelessly, carelessly like we have been taught. Yeah. So now before I say that to anyone, we have a conversation about, okay – we both want to say this, but we need to discuss how this dominoes or does not domino into the rel- like rest of our relationship growth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and make sure there's no like little sneaky little minds in there of like, oh, someone said I love you and now there's this expectation or yes. things like that. Mm-hmm. So we've probably hit some of these common pitfalls, but which ones have we not hit yet? Um, so I would say the biggest one so far is just like a little midway recap. It's just like, let's not, let's not assume what the other person is looking for. Let's ask. Mm -hmm. And let's not assume what the other person's long-term goals are. Let's ask. Let's not like also write off people just because they're monogamous, but just be walking into it a little bit more intentionally. Mm -hmm. And I think as non-monogamous people, that is how a lot of us when, you know, doing this well is uh, already part of the plan is like kind of talking through it. Like you, you know, we're, it, it honestly, it, if you want to know, am I doing non-monogamy right? Um, ask yourself how many like clarifying qu- uh, conversations you have. Ask yourself how many check-ins you're having. Uh, ask yourself how much inner work you're doing. Like yeah. that, that's really going to be the answer to that question. Asking? Exactly. Like I would hate for any of our listeners to like continue to connect with people only on this like NRE surface aspect of like, this feels good. This feels good. I just don't want to ask any questions. I just don't want to like, mm-hmm. you know, I just want it to be good. It's like you, you, what you'll end up learning is that like doing this, like having these hard conversations and doing that inner work is really like the setting you up for a best case scenario relationship. Yeah. Um, I will say some common pitfalls that I have found in dating monogamous people. Um, definitely how much they want me around. Mm-hmm. Even though I try to be very clear up front that at most I only want to seat someone once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because I need a couple of days for myself. Mm-hmm. I like to give a couple of days to Jay, who's my nesting partner. And mm-hmm. then I like to give a couple of days to the people or person. I typically only date two people, Jay and one other person at any mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So I'm big on that and very clear on that. Um, but so far, that's been one of the biggest pitfalls is they are after a while no longer happy with the one or two days a week Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's one or two days every other week depending on my schedule and my availability yeah um that's been a huge pitfall because of the really like the relationship escalators at some point they're like oh you'll move in and we'll be uh," and even had one ex who tried to move near me that That didn't go well that was uh So for me, that's the biggest pitfall so far Mm -hmm. is dating monogamous. They really start to yearn and want more more because Mm -hmm. they are not dating anyone else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really figured out how to traverse that one yet. It's hard because like, and I think that's where that like communication piece is so important because it's like, yeah, eventually that like. I think monogamy culture teaches us that like eventually you'll find a person who's your everything Mm -hmm. and when you're hitting it off with someone you're like is it that person you know and then it's kind of hard to come to that realization because you if you're not doing the inner work and you're not looking at why you're feeling you know 
like you want to stay monogamous sorry i should not shit on that um then you're kind of looking at it's like oh maybe the relationship isn't good yeah oh and and i and i think that that's one of my that's one thing that i you know hate most about that sort of like monogamy culture is this idea that like just because we're not compatible as we are as humans in certain areas that doesn't mean that this relationship is not like valid or good you know so like a lot of people don't express their love by giving you all of their time i'm definitely not one of those people i'm gonna give you all my time ever yeah and actually, if you try to give me all of your time, I would, yes, people that have tried to give me all their time, I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. also, it, it's almost like going to another country with American money where you're yeah. just like, oh, sorry, that doesn't like. Doesn't work for me. I, that doesn't really work I can't here. take that. Like you wanting to spend more time with me, I think you're trying to tell it to me. Like you're like, ooh, because I'm feeling stronger about you, but it, it's actually a little bit overwhelming to me, you know? Yeah. So like that kind of thing. And I actually think it's more attractive when someone has their own thing to do and has their own life and doesn't need me there for a source of entertainment or comfort all the time. That's like, honestly, like, that's what I look for a lot. Like very much it's like, are you doing your own thing? And then like, you know, you're busy. And then like when, when you want to relax and when you want to like celebrate something and then you share that with me, like that for me is like, that's where I'm at right now in my life. That's the kind of thing I want to share with somebody. Some other things for monogamous people, I think, to look out for, to keep in mind, Um, you know, most non-monogamous people, not most, I will say there are a lot of non-monogamous people that aren't going to want to feel hidden. So as a monogamous Mm -hmm. person dating a non-monogger, you're going to have to be comfortable with being out in public with this person. Yeah. Um, Not hiding them from your kids or family. Yeah. No one wants to be the hidden secret yeah so if you're gonna date a non-monogamous non-monogamous person getting real comfortable with that piece um i did date someone that tried to hide me and i will never do that again yeah same big same that's a huge that doesn't that feels real icky yeah. i did i dated someone who was a friend and uh we could we could not tell our mutual friends about it and i was like nah, that, that feels, it feels long. gross yeah I, I felt super bad about it yeah you know a lot so that's something to keep in mind yeah. um it's not shameful nor guilty for us so right. you know obviously this is not speaking for everyone like if if someone's a swinger they're probably not putting that out there on their facebook post right. that's going to be a little more private yeah um i don't post like if i have a play partner or go do a scene with a dom mm-hmm. right. um i'm not like tagging them like <laughs> hey just got whipped by so-and-so <laughs> um those obviously can stay a little more private but if you're going to date mm-hmm. date date yeah just know don't people are going to see it. Right. Um, don't I've go had, halfway. Yeah, don't go halfway. I've had some, you know, funny experiences with people thinking that, like, my partner was cheating on me because he was out on dates and we mm-hmm. weren't public yet. So people will see stuff. Yeah, yeah. So just know that it'll be out there. If you're monogamous thinking about it, just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, if you have any guilt or anything around it, I would encourage you to work through that before you start dating someone. Yeah truth it's a lot of stuff to put on their plate if you haven't worked through that yourself mm-hmm. um i think those are kind of the big things for me yeah and i and i guess like I'm, I'm hearing us kind of say again and again in different ways just like kind of really talking about a lot of the finer details yeah like i think as the non-monogamous person in the relationship to anticipate almost having to share that a lot you know mm-hmm. well let's keep in mind you know uh, hoping that other non-monogamous people are doing the, as much work as you are is also like a little bit of a pitfall yeah. to be honest like yeah you really need to be having these conversations but like at least with a non-monogamous person best case scenario this isn't their first time talking about it yeah best case i emphasize best case well and i'm gonna so i'm gonna come out swinging a little bit for non-monogers um it's also y'all's responsibility and I think it's even more of our responsibility to have these conversations and take the lead 
completely agree. And if you're not, you're being irresponsible. You're, I mean, no offense, eh, all offense. You're making us look shitty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So don't just like willy nilly go out there, start dating monogamous and expect it to go well if you're not doing some work and having mm-hmm. these intentional conversations. Like you're, that's very irresponsible in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it hurts a lot of people and especially if you have another partner i think one of the things i hate watching the most are these people who have partners and are trying to date monogamously not having these conversations they pull Mm -hmm. people in it gets real messy real fast Mm -hmm. and hurts a lot of people all at once yeah um that's super responsible and i hold you accountable for your actions as non-monogamers we do have to step up a little bit and for now educate and do a little better we have to be a little better because we're getting judged yeah so we're gonna have to be a little better exactly because that's just how it is right now yeah and it it won't always be like that if we put in the work now yeah so do better like like, this is for all the little baby pollies out there you know this is all like this is for them like making a better world for them a better dating dynamic world for them yeah cg's over there like dj nominog i'm like yo 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 you know it's really cool talking about your feelings just start everyone dj nominog like dj Khaled. (laughs) another one another one (laughs) but it's like another emotional (laughs) check-in it's like my dating no another one another fuck boy (laughs) um yeah no i really just support what you just said i do think that we should take on like more there and you know um i also think that we should take responsibility with our established relationships too whenever we do date a monogamous person because they are bringing in an energy of a person who probably has hopes that align with the relationship escalator you know or like they're they're not really sure how the dynamic works but you know it really maybe they will feel less responsibility in trying to take care of that aspect too so if you're bringing in somebody who has like a lot of old ideals that you as a non-monogamous person are putting in a lot of work to like overcome and rewrite Mm -hmm. and create a life for yourself that works for you and is safe and healthy and uh, to have someone who's not really respecting that dynamic or even respecting the amount of work that you've put in to make that work that's gonna be yeah that's that's shitty now i'm gonna bring this up and this is a little maybe not off topic but maybe just out of sync um one thing i'm going to challenge non-monogers to do stop talking about your partners in every sentence especially with your monogamous dating honestly with any dating stop talking about your partners all the time why say more so and i mean this in a way like don't you you don't have to be afraid to like bring them up in conversation or when you're sharing stories like they are a part of your life they're a part of your existence but this whole need to always say like my partner and i or we or anything it Mm. all needs to be you focused so for example like last night i had a guy message me on an app and he was like hey how are you and i think he said like your old man or whatever which it was funny it wasn't he wasn't trying to be rude yeah and I honestly didn't even acknowledge his comment about Jay, not as disrespect to Jay, but because this interaction is between he and I. It's not yeah. between he, I, and Jay. Right. Exactly. So I've tried to be very intentional now about specifically only speaking to me mm-hmm. and my experience and not saying like, oh, I need to, like, we have to do this this weekend. Mm-hmm. No, we, it's I am doing this. Yeah. Jay will be there. Right. Exactly. But I am an individual. Yeah. And trying to really keep my individuality um inside those relationships even if it's non-monogamous or whatever Mm -hmm. is very important yeah and also gives the other person a role of importance yeah it's not two against one 
Right. Or three against one, or in some cases, four against. Well, like, yes. it's, yeah. it's them and I. Does that right. make sense how I'm explaining it? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think, uh, essentially, a lot of us who are, I think that I've seen a lot of cases of people who become non-monogamous after being in established relationships for a long time, and some of those relationships are very, like, glommed together. Mm-hmm. Like, we are one, you know? And I mean, that that's not something I'm crucifying that has been, like, societally encouraged and taught to us, and, like, it truly is you have to take the red pill to get out of that thinking you know so you know what just happened she's she's buffering she's buffering she's buffering undoing the we i what was the same before It was a good point, though. Thank you so much. I'm so smart most of the time. Um. <laughs> I'm smart, and I say things. We were taught. We were taught about this. Okay, that you have to become one person when you marry somebody. Yes, I found it. Yeah, and um, I think that what I've seen is in the most successful iterations of non-monogamy is when a person has an ident- individualized sense of self. Yes, you know, because that lends to a better chance of connecting with person one on one. Like I am interested to see once like non-monogamy becomes more mainstream. I don't know if I'll even be alive for it. Um, but like, if there are other types of like group dynamics where people would like have pros of more pros than cons of being glommed like that Mm -hmm. but i personally feel super uncomfortable if i'm dating someone and there's like a strong presence of like that other person written all over it yep just because i i prefer more of a one-on-one connection like you know yes i'm non-monogamous but i do really value those one-on-one connections which is why like it makes more sense for me especially right now to be living alone because then i can have that space for everybody to feel like that time is dedicated to them you know or to even just like be creating environments where it's like hey this space is for you and me it's not just like you know like one thing that I'll do is like I'll establish any other partners just so you know the names and I don't feel like I'm hiding them. Right. But like, yeah, I'm never like, oh, yes, we have decided and we have and we, we, we. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm really working towards is making sure I don't do the we's mm-hmm. and uh, make it more individualized. Mm-hmm. So kind of untraining that in myself. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's important across the board for everyone mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. keeping it I, not we. That Yeah, that's. I That's came in I alone. Feel. I'm going out alone. So it's Essentially. I. Yeah. Yes, exactly. What would we say? Did we already say how to make it work? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it definitely can work. Yes. Um, We're not saying it can't work. It just really has to be, again, it has to be intentional, which I think mm-hmm. we really hit on in how to do non-monogamy. Yeah. A lot of intention. Um, mm-hmm. I think in this same case, a lot of intention. Mm-hmm. A lot of intention, a lot of conversations, mm-hmm. a lot of communication, and a lot of being honest. Yeah. I think a lot of times what really gets us is we're not truly honest with our availability or what we can commit. We get swept into like, oh, they're so hot, mm-hmm. and I, the sex was good, and the bleh, and mm-hmm. it cool eventually that's gonna wear off and life is gonna hit you in the face yeah exactly so, so i think just being real honest up front even if it means maybe you're not gonna work out dating wise uh yeah and then i want to also say this which i wish i could say to myself in the past you know the threat of something ending is not me- uh, grounds to not you know try it or right. not like give it a chance mm-hmm. you know um i i did have an experience with a monogamous person that was only one month and it was wonderful actually and that it was only wonderful because we talked about what we were going to do at the beginning you know yeah. it's like hey it looks like we're actually hitting it off here but you're leaving in a month how do you want to do that do you want to just like hang out for the month and then we just know after that we're kind of going to like let it fizzle you know and like that did work you know mm-hmm. so it can work i don't know two people on the same page really can work yeah it can it doesn't all have to go up in fiery yeah. flames I mean, non-monogamous relationships end too. 
Yeah. Well, and so. that's, you know, our previous podcast, what, three or four podcasts ago, Letting, Letting Go, go Gracefully. Yeah. So that's a big one. If you uh, haven't listened to that one on how to let go and prepare for the end of relationships, mm-hmm. romantic or otherwise, but yeah. it can be done. Um, I will definitely date monogamously again. I know that just as who I am, a very extrovert, you know. Yeah. Um, sexual person who mm-hmm. likes to be around people. So yeah, I period. doubt I will ever limit myself completely. Yeah. I'll exactly. be I'll have phases. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm in Don't a I hate everyone phase right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's shit. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it here. I hate this house. <laughs> so yeah, I think that pretty much sums so, it up. Yeah, go date bravely. Go date bra- Dating bravely. <gasps> like daring greatly. Thank you, Brene Brown. Brene Brown. Hashtag Hi, Brene, love her. Brene Brown, please have me on your podcast as well. Thank you. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we love you so much. Okay. Well, other than that, I think we're good. I think we're good too. I'm going to go eat some fried pickles. Oh. Ooh, yes. Me too. Yes. Can I come? Yeah. No pun intended. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>